Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. This is your host, (laughs) Walker Prothrow speaking, and I am here with the awesome guest star, Brenner Haley. Say hi, Brenner. Hi, Brenner. Oh, wait. Oh, look at that. Okay. Oh, dad joke. And then now we come to our founder. CEO. There you go. (laughs) Leader. Leader. What's up, guys? How are y'all today? Doing good, man. Swell. Welcome to my living room. Isn't this so much better than the garage? Nice and cozy, man. Yes. Nice and cozy. We're on this big, comfy couch. Great show if you grew up with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so relaxing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's much better than the, like in May and April, the garage gym studio was okay, but it was still freaking hot. And now <laughs> when it's been, it's a hundred, going to be 103 degrees here in Texas. I was like, we got to bring it inside or else uh-huh. we would be miserable. So <laughs> glad to have you guys. It it's a pleasure yeah. to be here, man. Yeah, man. How's life been for you? It's been good. A little yeah. busy with work, but uh, always a good problem to have. Yeah. Not even a problem, but a good thing to have. Uh-huh. Um, it's been hot. It has been hot. Yes. But how good. busy are you now? Like, like, are you busier or is it just normal busy? Just yeah, in a probably, hot sense. Probably normal busy. Okay. It's nice because I like get off earlier because summer schedule. But like, oh, yeah, that's same right. amount of lessons. Yeah. Yeah. So our listeners don't know this, but this is actually Mr. Brenner's second time to be on the podcast. Um, the first round, go around, we had uh, recorded a whole episode, and I'm sure it was gold, um, <laughs> but we had some audio issues, and uh, we could not release the audio because you could not hear it, and so that was a major bummer, um, but we're glad that we can get uh, get a second uh, second effort in today, and uh, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Brenner is a tennis coach. Do you do pickle, pickleball too, or just tennis? Uh, mostly tennis. I, I dabble a little bit. Not, dabble. not quite as much, but yeah. There's this this room ain't big enough for two pickleball coaches. <laughs> no. Wait, wait, wait. Would you say that you gelato it, or are you? Um, Did you say gelato? Yeah, gelato it. What does that mean? Like you like ice cream, but you also like gelato. Oh yes, I okay. I would say I gelato it. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Dude, that whole reference went over my head. Really? I was thinking, is this like a tennis term that I don't know of? Mm. Like, I mean, I'm going to gelato the bar, ball over the net. Or it's something? a pickleball thing. There <laughs> is a soft serve reference. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I got this shirt a while back. It says, if you wanted a soft serve, you might as well have gone for ice cream. It's like it has a picture of a dude serving on it. I love it. Pretty I sweet. Love it. So let's uh, let's talk about um, you and what you do for a living. Uh, you, like I said, you're a tennis coach. Um, what got you into coaching tennis? So, uh, well, I started playing tennis like the summer before my freshman year of high school, <laughs> but uh, I've just been playing ever since. And then uh, like two years into my high school career, yeah. uh, my my coach, he was like running this crazy big junior program and he needed some help with it. And so yeah. he asked me to like help him out and yeah. um, I was all in. So mm-hmm. he kind of showed me the ropes, taught me a lot of stuff. And I, that's where I really developed a passion for it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm, I kind of want to do this the rest of my right. life or at least the next couple of years <laughs> right. of my life. You right. know, was that a intimidating responsibility at the time or you're just like, oh, big boy job? Woo. At first, it, I mean, I was coaching gymnastics yeah. a little bit before then. So I had the like coaching experience. Yeah. It wasn't really nerve wracking until he like gave me my own group. Like oh, I, he, right, when right. I started, he was like, he was running it and then I would just assist. Like I would just like toss balls and like yeah, he yeah. was running it. But then all of a sudden the group got so big and they're like more levels. So yeah. we had to separate and he was like, all right, you got these guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, oh, freaking it's out. on me now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But well, that's cool. So I'm trying to think you, you coach gymnastics and you coach tennis so do you think there was something inside of you that that made you enjoy coaching it versus competing and pursuing competing on your own? Hmm. Good question. That is a great question. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I felt like as a kid, I've always like wanted to be like the best at something. Like yeah. when I used to do gymnastics, it was like I always wanted to be the best gymnast. Right. And then when I did tennis, I like always wanted to be the best tennis player. But I was never – I was like – always pretty like good like slightly better than average i would mm-hmm. say don't want to toot my own but slightly better <laughs> than average 
Um, and then, but I was never like the best. Yeah. But yeah. I will say like, I've really found a huge passion in like sharing my passions with other people, yeah. especially like younger kids. Cause like they just have so much energy and so much right. like so much passion in them. Yeah. And so it's like, if you show them something that you like and they start to like it too, there's something that's so like fulfilling about that. Absolutely. And it's like, who knows what if one of the kids that I end up coaching ends up being the best, right. you know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. Like so. Logan with the prime energy drink, you're just like water fountain water falling it yes dude (laughs) give me more more prime (laughs) or prime that's what it is yeah dude kids are obsessed with that drink these days aren't they they really are all the kids are talking about it i know it's It's nuts i mean it is delicious it is it's really good anyways i don't know why i decided to bring that up this is not product placement for prime (laughs) (laughs) not a sponsor not a sponsor um you end up you end up coaching mostly younger athletes right now right is that like middle school age to Kind of all over the place, just yeah. 17 and under, but like oh, gotcha. four to 17 most of the time. Yeah. I bet that's a lot of fun training a four-year-old tennis. Dude, they keep you on your toes. I bet. That's for <laughs> sure. Um, I did this one group at the school here, Christ Academy, Oh yeah. Um, and I was working with their, they call it the ECs, but it's like pretty much kindergarten. Okay. And so the oldest kid in that group was five at one point, but it was like three to five years old. Yeah. And so like... You work with one kid and as soon as you like are looking away from them, they're like doing something off in the corner (laughs) and then you like look up and they're like totally not where they're supposed Mm -hmm. to be. So like the whole time you're just like (laughs) getting your head on a swivel left and right, left and right. I coached my daughter's softball team or or T-ball team this year and that was my first uh, coaching experience ever. Really? And it was wild. Um, It was, there were nine girls and we were the Wichita Falls Peaches nice um and you know they i don't know if y'all are familiar with the word a league of their own or the movie a league of their own no no the movie guy you've never watched i do have a movie reference for you after you express this you gotta go home tonight and watch a league League of their own wait 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 is this the female softball team the female baseball team with tom hanks with tom hanks i have seen this i just didn't know what it's called that's a good movie okay i got homework then yes it's so good it's (laughs) it's it's just classic americana movie um yeah, basically like World War Two, all the men were out fighting, so they had they didn't, they were left with nobody playing in the or in the uh, major league baseball league. So women stepped up and they created a, a baseball league out of women. So that's you, cool. You said their name is Peaches. Yeah. Have you seen Super Mario Brothers? Oh yes, of course. Okay, so has that become their their new theme song? Their chant? Pretty much. Peaches, pretty much. Peaches. Yeah, pretty much. I was training a, a kid this morning at the gym. And he saw that movie and we were talking about that song. Yeah, Jack Black's going to, mm-hmm. uh, he, he exploded that song. Yeah. That was good. And you know what's going on July 8th, boys or gents? What's that? The Peach Pedal in Weatherford. It's like a oh, 40 yeah. to a 100K mile bike ride mm-hmm. with peaches galore. Are you doing it? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'll make sure not to. Oh, well, <laughs> no peaches for you. I can go to the store and get peaches galore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. So what's your favorite thing about coaching uh, kids? I would say seeing them first off get a passion for it yeah, yeah, and then seeing them get good at it because they're driven by their passion. Yeah. Cause like there's sometimes like you start with a kid and it's like can sometimes be almost boring. Cause it's like you just toss them a ball and then it's like you toss them another ball yeah. and then you toss them another. And it's like, you're like that for 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. But then eventually they get to a point where it's like, you're hitting it to them and they're mm-hmm. hitting it back and then you're rallying and then you're yes. actually like playing with them. Yeah so awesome to that see that fun. happen man it's so awesome that's that was a lot of fun uh for me to see these little girls the peaches where they <laughs> didn't even know how to hold a baseball or they couldn't even throw it to like they're throwing it to first base from shortstop or whatever and stuff like that like it was so much fun to see them grow so i can totally see doing that for a living was probably so rewarding for sure absolutely wow. for sure yeah. yeah what does an average day look like for you um in the summer i will say it's a little different than school year just because like school year you got to wait for them to get out of school before Mm -hmm. you can do the lessons but summertime it's like wake up early have a couple adult lessons just because kids like to sleep in (laughs) um then we got like our group regular group lessons going on which that's been like super successful which is really awesome um there's been a lot of like new kids picking it up for the first time like praise god like it's been awesome huge blessing but uh so we do those group lessons and all those kids are doing awesome. And then after that, I have like a couple of junior lessons and I've been getting off at like 
two, three-ish, nice. sometimes one, some days, and it's just like, whoa, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I have driven by Hamilton, and it, the courts appear to be dead around that two or three o'clock. Do y'all reopen? Like at weeks, we're closed from one to five just because yeah. it's hot and odds are no one's playing pickleball at that time. The that siesta game. time. The siesta time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I can't remember if we're open or not then, but it's just like, nobody's gonna be there anyway okay because it's just peak heat of the day like 110 Mm -hmm. degrees out on court like oh we okay this is super random but we measured the court temperature the other day it was guess what it was just take a guess of what the how hot the ground that you're standing on 133 i was gonna say 137 149 jeez louise yeah dude you like stand still yeah yeah for real like melts your shoes it's nuts Bruno, have you ever played a match and you can feel the heat going through your feet and your shins and you're just like you're like your legs are dragging on the court but you're like this is only like it's only three to two like and the set just started (laughs) yes dude or there there's some days where like i'll have like i know i have a couple lessons after it yeah and i'm like Dude, I'm hot. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it through, but dude, I put some ice in my hat, let it melt, a yeah. little bit of water. Good to go. You're good to go, man. Yeah. They yeah. have something out like in the in the past it was called like Sham Wow, but there's other like fancy names for oh, it. Oh yeah, those but it's basically those really like cold insulated towels you mm. put around your neck. Game changer. Really? Or they you know, just, just dropping ice down your back and you That'll shiver, but it, it does wonders. So how do you get most of your clients? Are they all referrals basically? Most of the time, yeah. It's like word of mouth or like, yeah. um, I will say my bosses, Amy and Michael, they're great godly people. I love mm-hmm. them. That's very, very. But uh, they've done an amazing job of like networking and oh, uh, really? networking me especially. Oh, that's good. Um, I remember like when I ca- like first came out here, I, I uh, just got out here. It was like my first week and people already knew my name because of oh, Amy wow. and Michael. And wow. so like... Uh, so like now it's just been through that or like yeah. some people who have been joining in the groups, they're like, okay, we want to get private lessons. And so mm-hmm. it's like, like, Hey, I got a spot open. You can jump in and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so here's a, th- here's a thought you can maybe relay to the audience because we know this story, but they don't. How did you come to, how did you come to America? How did you come to America? <laughs> how did you come to Texas? I ran. You're not, no. I ran. <laughs> Yeah, so how did you get to Wichita Falls? So, funny story, dude. This is God's hand at work, man. Right. Um, so, born and raised in Colorado. Um, there was a little bit of time where I lived in California, which I'm. we might get into that a little where bit he later. he was a Terminator from the beach. <laughs> the governor of California. <laughs> but but uh, um, I was like in high school out there, and honestly, I was planning on going to college in Colorado. But uh, my brother, he... He was like, okay, he was going to be a firefighter. Um, and he like went on this like ride along, but he saw some really t- like traumatic thing. Like he walked in oh, on really? like a, um, yeah, it was, it was traumatic. I yeah. won't get right. in details, but, uh, he, uh, he walked in on it and they were like, everybody who was a, a victim of the scene were all like his age. So oh, it was yeah. like something that was really hard for him to right. see. And he's always been one of those guys like. Sorry to rat on you, Bennett, but uh, he's always been one of those guys that has like a hard exterior, but like has one of the most yeah. tender, like loving right. hearts I've ever yeah. seen. Um, but he basically realized that he like couldn't be around that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. And um, so basically he got in contact with our cousins who live out here, like uh, Corey, Brian and, and Ben Brian. Um, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Soaring Realty in town. Yeah, probably so. But yeah. Yeah. It's on old also, not a, sponsor, but. not a sponsor. <laughs> they can be a sponsor. Reach out. Hey, there you go. I'll have to hook you up later. There you go. But uh, buy me a house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they hooked him up with a job, and uh, so he came out here. And he was out here for a little bit. I was still in high school, but then I like graduated, or before I graduated, I came out to visit him. It was April of 2021. Okay. I came out to visit him for like Easter. Yeah. Um and. While I was here, I ran a little lesson with my cousin's kiddos because they played tennis and I was right. coaching at the time. And while I was on court, my uh, my boss now, but yeah. Michael, he saw me on court and got in contact with my cousin. And he actually offered me a summer job. So oh, I had really? just graduated and um, I didn't really know what I was going to do that summer. I was right. probably going to party and waste a lot of my time. And, right, but anyway, he... Uh, he offered me a summer job and I was like, yeah, man, I'll try it. Cause I was going to live with Bennett too. And, yeah. um, 
and like it's just ended up being really successful i filled up my my schedule with like lessons and everything yeah. and um amy and michael were like hey if you want to you can stay and i've just been here ever since Dang, so that's so cool yeah so you did the summer job then you went back and finished high school and then as once you finished high, finished high school you came back is or, that right actually by that time when i started the summer job i was already graduated oh you had already graduated sorry yeah. okay gotcha the so you funny thing is is like I I hadn't even like been looking at colleges. I hadn't yeah. even been applying, oh, yeah. uh-huh. which like tail end of your senior year, like second semester, like that's when you're supposed to be like touring colleges. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like applying. you really should be already in co- or not in college. You already should be applying accepted. And accepted. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a little. It, you're pushing it. You're a little late. But yeah. yeah. But it was funny. I I don't know what it was. There was just like this element of trust. I feel like that's just like like the unexplainable peace of God where it's just like, it was just like, have peace, like just trust. And I just, I don't know. I just knew something was going to happen. I didn't know what it was, but God made it happen, man. Yeah. Now I'm here. That's awesome. So this question could be, I would say more advanced. There's nothing more advanced. Uh, It could be in the future. It could be in the present. It could like from your story, it could, whatever. Anywho, I lost it, Joe. Oh, man. I, I was like, froze, this bro. Anywho. <laughs> I can cut that out. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Uh, Brenner. <laughs> I just got to get out. Sorry. Bro, Bren, er, when in your life have you also experienced that, that peace? It's hmm. a great question. Um, so that that would actually be when I lived in California for a little bit of time. Um, I just knew it, it was funny. Me, my brother and my mom all like came up with this conclusion separately. Um, but we were just like, dude, we are not supposed to be out here. Like really. we just didn't feel like we belonged. Yeah. But there was a certain aspect of like peace because I, I was just like, I know we're not going to be here for long. Like, I know that that this is where God has put us for this time right now. Um, But it was just like, I just had this peace where we were not going to be out there for long. And Mm -hmm. and the funny thing is what, like a couple months later, my, my dad got the old, the same exact, or uh, well, not the same exact, but he, he went back to the same um, company that he was working for before they offered him another job and we moved right back into our old house that we were living in before. Yeah ridiculous oh that's cool so again god's hand in my life man that's he's been such a blessing that's awesome that's awesome what was uh what was childhood like did did you um were you raised in a kind of a typical christian home or uh did you learn to know god later in life i was uh, brought up in a strong christian household you were Yeah. yeah um I feel like that's one thing that my parents really tried to instill in me above all was just a relationship with God, which I'm so thankful to, to them and to God for that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like I went to Sunday school as a kid, I went to VBS and like went to church, all that kind of stuff. Um, he even had a logo on a shirt with the name of Canna Cuck. Yeah. Oh, you're a Canica guy, huh? Well, actually, the funny thing is I never actually went to Canica. Oh, My dad, he just used to be a speaker. Ah, so gotcha. he spoke he at Canica and yeah. Ah, okay. Gotcha. But he got some free gear. And When did you feel like your faith was first tested Ooh. in your life? Look wow. at you. I like it. Bringing the good ones the, out. The tattered Ka-chow. Joe. Ka-chang. Um, when would I feel like my... F- <laughs> so... I feel like growing up, uh, I was always just like, like I had friends. It was just like, for lack of better terms, it was just easy. It was yeah. just comfortable. It was where I was like supposed to be. But um, I would say it wasn't until we moved out to California for that little bit of time that yeah. it, I was like truly, truly tested. Yeah. Um. So I'll I'll just explain that a little bit. So my dad he ended up losing his job, and so there was like a huge element of like fear. Yeah. Almost like fear yeah. of the unknown, unsuredness. Mm-hmm. Um. And he ended up getting a job that would move us to California, which we had family out there, but we were not going to be living close right. to them. And we moved into um, Coachella Valley. So like, have you heard <laughs> of the Coachella yeah. Festival? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is nothing like what you would imagine it Probably to be. Not. Yeah. We, um, is this like the 
not the new Braunfels. Is this like the the New Orleans uh, Bourbon Street of California? Dude, uh, yeah. it, Coachella is a big, massive music festival. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happens fun. once a year, but it's like people go to do drugs and like, oh, yeah, listen to yeah, music, I, basically. I, I figured, it's not very... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's it's Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way of putting it. But uh that it's funny. Okay, we we made jokes where it's like that's the only time of year where there's any other English as a first language speaking people out uh, there. I see. Cuz like <laughs> I had to learn how to like order food in Spanish. Oh, I had really? to learn how to get my hair cut in Spanish. I remember Uno Emilia on the side cuz at one and a half I liked my hair short. Uno Emilia oh, and that's I forgot funny. blend to the top. I would just say <laughs> I would just like go like this and go like this and she got it. But uh Oh man. Um but long story short like what we did out there is it was actually beautiful, but we uh we took in kids whose parents were in crisis. Oh, so like wow. say there was a mom who had uh, like a single mother who's like husband was in jail or whatnot um and she was like addicted to like heroin and Mm -hmm. she had to go to rehab instead of like giving her kids up to the system where they would be like adopted or like be taken away from her forever um we would take that kid in and care for them um while she was doing that but she could get normal visitation hours everything like that um and then whenever she was ready to get them back we just gave them right back but that's awesome there were some, there were some rough ones, man. Oh, I'm sure. Some rough ones. Like, um, I won't mention names or anything, but there's this one kid. He was, when we got him, he was four years old. Uh, dude, I still wonder if he's even alive to this really? day. Like, I, I want to know where he is. But right. uh, Really? Yeah. Cutest, sweetest little kid. And he loved balls. Like, I don't know what, like basketballs, ping pong balls, anything. Yeah. He always had to be holding one. Oh, really? Um, and he had this basketball from his mom and he called, uh, what do you call it? Mommy basketball. Mommy basketball. Oh, Mommy basketball. Cute. And like, if he didn't know where it was or something like that, oh, man. he would flip. But Gosh. there was one time we went to go pick him up and, um, we walked up to the door and his mom was like nowhere to be seen. The door was locked. The, well, thank God the door was locked because they lived in an unsafe neighborhood. Right. But, um, we look in and there's like lit candles and like everything like that. And then all of a sudden, so like we like look in the window and we're like, hey, like come let us in. Like trying to get a four-year-old to come mm-hmm. open up the door for us. Right. Um, long story short, he finally, he like pulls a chair over, climbs up on the chair, which I'm like, dude, don't like, don't fall. Be careful. But right. he opens the door and we go in and the mom is like passed out in the bathtub. Oh, man. Dude, um, really? Gosh. Yeah. So we, we left a note and just took him and left. Um, but, but it's like, she knew where he was like yeah. all that kind of stuff. It wasn't like we just kidnapped somebody. Right. Um, <coughs> but yeah, so we took care of him. And then like, I remember like giving him back to her, like at the end, like where we knew we weren't going to be getting him yeah. back, you know, yeah. it was just like, mm. Like, God, be with this kid. Like, protect him. Like, wow. Because you don't know what he's going into. Yeah. That breaks my heart to think about that. What was that like for you to be with? Because you said there were were like foster kids, right? Or no? Kind of like that. Yeah. So, what was it like? (laughs) What was it like sharing? (laughs) Because, I mean, it's you and Bennett, but what was it like having another human being? It was. I remember being a kid. I was like nine at the time, I want to say. Yeah. Nine or ten. But uh, I remember, I, f- I feel like I learned a lot spiritually in that time, even though I wasn't like trying to, at, oh. like as a kid, I, I was just naturally like taught a lot. Like mm-hmm. God like almost forced it to happen. Right. But mm-hmm. I remember being very jealous, um, especially of my dad's time. because like like my mom she's always been present she's always like done like i've been homeschooled by her and like she's always done a good job of like being there and being present and like she was in the house the whole time and like would hang out with us and the kids and like all this kind of stuff she's a great mother i I love her but uh um whenever my dad was home because he was always like off at work all day long and he was home Mm -hmm. like all the kids would like run to him and all that kind of stuff and like say hi and like mm-hmm. all this. And I remember like sitting in the back, just like waiting my turn. Uh, yeah. And I was like, dude, that's my dad. I shouldn't have yeah. to wait my yeah. turn. You know what I mean? I get it. So I remember feeling really jealous, but I feel like God did a lot of work in my life then. And like 
helped calm that in me Mm -hmm. and uh just realized that like dude life is not all about me you know (laughs) what i mean yeah like there are people who have it way worse and i feel like that experience has really changed my perspective right where it's like there's somebody there's always somebody who has it worse than you you know like be thankful you know on a funny note i kind of experienced that earlier today did you really yeah explain um I'm going to explain to a degree uh, that 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 news that I, I told you all about earlier. Yeah. When I heard it, there was empathy. And then um, then there was some, I guess you'd call it jealousy of just like, well, this kind of ruins the th- like some some things I had planned or some some possibilities yeah. of fellowship that I planned. And I was right. just like, oh, my gosh, right. the stuff I'm thinking about. Forget that. I mean, yeah. this is this is something more vital to life versus the the fellowship stuff that i had right, or that right. i was looking forward to so right. it was just kind of like it was like a heart slap check just oh yeah god went make a walker oh uh-huh. my gosh thank you yeah. yeah 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 man i feel like like as christians sorry to interrupt if you were no say nothing something, go for it but i feel like as christians a lot of time like i, I speak this like out of personal um, experience but like i feel like we get very comfortable very easily and like there's a lot of times where I feel like God calls us to be like uncomfortable. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like our, he's not like, it. it's not promised that like when you accept him into your life, that he's just going to make things easy. Like he blesses you and he gifts you with things, but it's like, it ain't a ticket to easy street. The straight no. and narrow is not an easy road to walk. Not at all. You know, Dude, it's a great reminder. Yeah. Well, the gospel sold like that a lot of times. Yeah. Um, like, people will come to church or come to christ thinking oh this will finally make my life easier uh my family will finally be back together again and nothing's gonna happen unless you put in the work but you have to you know um it's, you have to do it through god it's mm-hmm. weird I'd, I'd almost say that or like with y'all were saying it's like like brenner said it you're not guaranteed that your life will be easier but i think your life will make more sense hmm. like there will be clarity right with why things occur occur right your struggles yeah you're right that you'll still go through the struggles mm-hmm. struggles um but so, they will make more sense mm-hmm. there's um, comfort behind there's that. comfort there's peace there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. to faith uh to to place your faith in god through those struggles yeah um and so it's just a testing of the faith just like what we've been talking about it is a taming of the shoe. <laughs> Fine, I'll move my foot. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about what about recently here in here in Wichita Falls? Um, where has your faith been tested the most here? Hmm. Probably initially when I first came out. Yeah. So, um, not gonna lie, this is where the podcast might get a little real. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But uh, when I was in high school, I I feel like what like sorry to backtrack this far, but I'll, no. I'll loop back around. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I feel like when I started, I like felt this like sort of like God, just wait, there's some things I want to try mm-hmm. and then I'll come back. You right, know what I right, mean? Right. But, uh, so I, I would say I seriously strayed off the path from mm-hmm. what I was raised to, to walk in. Right. And, um, when I came out here, I would say I was still off the path and, um, Sorry to ratchet out, mom. But I would say that my mom was very controlling, like Mm -hmm. great godly woman. I love her with all my heart. She is amazing. Um, But there was a certain aspect of like uh, controllingness that I just felt. Um, And so when I came out here, it was just like freedom. Uh You know what I mean? With some brave heart. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, me and my brother, we're, we're gonna get our own house, so we can party. Uh-huh. I can do whatever drugs I want. Right. I can bring over whatever girls I want, and like all this kind of stuff." And my eyes were just so in the wrong place, mm-hmm. and um, they were on me. You yeah. know, it, I was so selfish, but um, I I felt this same aspect of like I had the financial safety net of my parents so like i came out here to end up providing for myself but i was like okay if i can't do it i always got my parents right like they can send me a check they can whatever and then all of a sudden um 
all of this like started to come out about my my parents all this stuff I won't go into insane detail um but they ended up getting divorced okay um and all of a sudden that safety net dropped out right. and I was right in the middle of the high wire so to speak yeah. and I was like I'm scared you yeah. know it all falls upon me like I have to do this now and it was like I have to provide, I have to protect, mm-hmm. like I, it's on me to yeah. get food in my belly to like mm-hmm. the, all this stuff. Yeah. That'll and wake somebody up. Dude, yeah. for real. And like, I just felt the whole, what felt as if the whole weight of the world was just set upon me, right. you know? Um, and again, I was so selfish. I was looking at myself to do it. I was like, I have to do it. I have to do it. And I would say that's where my faith really got tested. And like a lot of people, like when they get like when struggles come and and I will say in my past before, like whenever there was something wrong that happened, it was almost an excuse to do something bad because it was like, oh, like it's understandable that they would do this because they're struggling. You know what I mean? Like it was an excuse. But uh, all of a sudden I felt this just like. I can't do it on my own. Yeah. And like, I was looking for help and, and it was just like the Holy spirit was just like, Hey buddy, like yeah. I'm, st- I'm still here. I've been mm-hmm. here the whole time. Like you walked away from me, but I'm here. I've been here the whole time. And, right. Um, I'm here to help. Yeah. And I, I just felt this like, which I've, I'm still learning to do. And, of course. um, but just surrender, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, I'm not in control. God yeah. is, you know? Yeah. And, I got to have faith and I got to trust that he knows what's truly best for me. Even if I don't like it, mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. what's actually best for me. Yeah. Um, and I would say I've really tried to start pressing into him a lot more. Um, and because of his grace and his love and because of the, the blood of Jesus, I have been forgiven and mm-hmm. I've had s- more spiritual growth and I've grown more as a person in this past year and a half than than um than ever in my entire life so praise god for that that goes back to what you were just talking about a while ago it's because you got really uncomfortable yes and that's what happens whenever that's what happens when we get uncomfortable is we grow we are forced Mm -hmm. to grow um Mm -hmm. and i think it's i mean you know you were talking about how your mom was controlling and stuff like that and it just brought me to this idea of like this stage of, of our life, you know, twenties to thirties, you know, you get out of the house, you start living on your own. Um, you really kind of reflect on your childhood a little bit more and you, you kind of see things that you didn't see whenever you were in the moment. Um, and it's totally normal. Uh, I mean, I love my parents and I had a wonderful childhood, but even then you can still look back and say, I think I'm going to do that a little bit different than they did whenever I'm a parent and kind of things like that. And I, I can't think of a specific example, but it's totally normal for us to just look back and say, and say like I just said, maybe I'm not going to do it just like that. Uh, you know, and so I think that's totally normal. <clears throat> I think yeah. it's also interesting. I guess there's there's two points I want to make, but this one, I think it's interesting on that note that it's like maybe as humans, we're always trying to, not to perfect something, but to just try to make it better. Yeah. So like, Absolutely. you know, it's like, it's like, oh, my parents did this and it was wonderful. But I, I want to try to, you know, I would, I would take a different approach. 100%. And then our kids are going to say the same thing and the same and the same and the same and the same. Yeah. And it's just like, well, you know, not, nothing like that. No. Um, right. But it's just like, you're always trying to change something. Yeah. But the funny thing is we can never perfect what we try to change. Like we can, no. we can maybe make it better, but then the next generation is going to be like, nah, we're going to do nah. this. Nah, we're going to do this. Um, the other thought that was so weird, bro. I, I saw you out of my peripheral burner and I really thought you were looking away. So I was like, why do I see eyeballs looking towards me? Cause there's like sun behind it. He's like radiating over here. Um, when you glowing. were talking, yeah. Are glowing. you high? <laughs> Are you high? <laughs> um, anywho, well, I thought that was cool how you were sharing, um, everything, but specifically cause, cause burner helped me in a time in, in my life with God. Cause I, um, after I had my first ever girlfriend, um, and then I was expecting God to bless me with like marriage with it. And Uh since it didn't, uh, end out that way or turn out that way, I was just kind of ticked off at God. And Brenner reminded me one day we were working on a tarps outdoors. uh, Yeah. We were like court six or court seven at the club. 
And Brenner was like, well, you know, Walker, God didn't promise promise us that he would bless, you know, or that he would, he didn't, he didn't promise that we would have marriage, you know, that everyone would get married. And for me, it was, it was like this certain expectation I had on God, and it was just like a light bulb went off and a big <laughs> slap in the face. I was like, <sighs> because there was a lot of times where I used that, the, uh, the disappointment I had in God through not getting married to this one girl to run away from God on purpose right. and just kind of like, oh, well, I can, I can give myself some quote unquote, uh, I don't want to say like a sin break yeah, and just go grieve in very unhealthy ways uh-huh. because I deserve it. Right. And that was a really nice reminder. So thanks, bro. Yeah. Appreciate you. Anytime, brother. Yeah. It's always, <laughs> it's always very easy to justify our sin whenever we're in that mental place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's where I've seen most of my struggles in my life is uh, whenever I'm going through a particular sin or something like that or a low point in my faith, it's usually I'm blaming it on some sort of outside circumstance and just trying to justify it to make myself feel less guilty, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. been there. Um, thank you for sharing your heart, man. That was great. Yeah, what, sure. um, what's been the biggest like light bulb moment of your faith through this growth journey? Oh. I would say, um, like I said before, I was like very selfish before. And again, I'm still working on it. Um, but I would say that like when I came out here, I was like, okay, I like, I need to do this to survive. So I was relying upon myself to survive. Mm -hmm. And like before I was relying on my parents to survive. And then all of a sudden I started relying on money to survive where I was like, I need money to be able to have food. I need Mm -hmm. money to pay for this house. But it's like, one thing that is like the light bulb moment right. was I don't need any of that. I need mm. God, right. you know, because like God is from whom all good things come. Yeah. And it's like he, I wouldn't have this job if it wasn't for him. Right. I wouldn't have had my parents if it wasn't for him. Mm. I wouldn't even have this flesh body that I put in the place of him if right. it wasn't for him. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Um, And so it's just been that surrender to him that like you're in control. I've always been one of the, like I'm super controlling as well. You know, it's something that I struggle with. Uh Um, And it's like, if I'm not in control, I feel like panicked and all this kind of stuff. But Uh like, I've just been like, God, you're in control. And as soon as I've started to admit that to myself, it was just, or as soon as God like, spoke that to me um i felt this unbelievable unexplainable peace you know it it, i think it's it was you who's talked about it before we talked about in that bible study tag team bro yes sir (laughs) but the uh the undescribable unexplainable peace of god you know where it was like i'm not in control so i should be freaking out right now Uh like that's normally how it should be but it's not how it was and that's and it's proved to be like that um for the past couple of months, I will say, cause there's right. sometimes where I catch myself getting lost and trying to be in control and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then God comes around again and he's like, dude, humble yourself. You know, it's yeah. not about you. And you'll have to do that daily. I'm sure it's, yeah. it's part of your flesh that you'll fight for forever. For sure. It's just, uh, that's why we live a daily journey that we have to start brand new every single morning. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's scriptural that we must die to ourselves every day. Yep. Ooh, we yeah. take up our cross and follow him. Luke yes, 9, Boom. I didn't know the number. Thank you. Oh, well, there is a, there is a Matthew verse. I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Joe, when, when was there a time recently in your life uh, that you've had to look inward and humble yourself? Look inward and humble myself. Is it because you've burnt cookies? <laughs> That was my wife that burnt the cookies, not me. Ooh, so you exposed. So, so, so humble yourself for not blaming your wife. Yes. I don't know. Uh, this, I guess uh, most of this could be within what we were talking about earlier where um, I'm kind of going through a career change right now. Um, yeah. Where I really, really had to, uh, and I haven't even announced this at the podcast yet. I guess I have on my Instagram, but yeah, yeah. So, um I am leaving the fitness industry. Uh, <sighs> Say it ain't so, Joe. I know. I know. And what is the world going to do without me? <laughs> uh, yeah. So leaving the fitness industry uh, in order to just provide better for my family. Um, 
with our number kid number two coming it was just something that uh it was it's just a sacrifice i'm having to make i don't want to leave the fitness fitness industry um but i'm just there's just nowhere else for me to grow within it for the most part um while providing for my family um so I've had to peel a lot of layers back these last couple of weeks. Um, I've had to rediscover um, who I am uh, with fitness being my, uh, I've, I'm, somebody asked me who I am. I usually tell them I'm a strength coach in Jacksboro, huh. Texas, you know, type thing. Uh, or what I do, or you know, when that typical question that people is ask. Is that you. your identity? Yeah, you're, you're no. the whole, I mean, and it's funny because we preach that all the time. Um, but yeah, when it comes to practicing it, it's still hard to do, even though I talk about putting your identity in fitness or what you look like or how strong you are or anything like that. Um, so that's definitely been humbling because I preach it and I preach it and I preach it. And then here I am losing my identity of the fitness professional. And wow. I didn't work out for like 12 days, which is the mo- the longest I've ever gone without working out for a f- uh, probably two years, two and a half years. Wow. I've never taken that long of a break. Well, good on you, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Look at you being humble. I know. But man, I was like crap so this is going to be a true test for me as i go into a new profession where i'm not working in a gym where i do not have the uh i guess the outside pressure of living a certain life as a fitness professional or um even somewhat looking a certain way or anything like that like there's nobody nobody within my new job is going to care whether i uh, if I gain 75 pounds just because I won't be doing anything regarding I'm, fitness. You I'm know? curious if you will even work out more for the sake of, not for the sake, but like I'm curious if you'll work out even more than you do now because there is no quote unquote pressure right. around you. Like you're a fitness and you're, you're a strength and conditioning coach. Oh, he must work out every day. Right. You know? I mean, that's, that's, that's the, the expectation right now. The expectation, and so, that's the word, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I absolutely am not stopping my journey. I've come too far to, to quit. Uh, but I mean, uh, you home Jimmer. Yeah. So I'll be in. Yeah. So I'm going to be starting a new job and having another kid within like a two month span. That's and crazy. So, uh, a lot of change. A lot of changes. Well, when's your wife due? October. Oh, so like July, September, or July, August, September. Yes, yeah, so three. So we can months, phone yeah. call and say trick or treat, baby or candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not giving anybody my baby. <laughs> oh man, you know, um, it's actually funny that you bring up identity because yeah. me and Hayden. So for mm-hmm. the viewers, one of the yeah. what episode was Hayden on? I don't know. Go look up. It was the one from the last five football or six. Football player football. quit chase God episode. Yes, yeah. there we go. So me and Hayden have actually been getting close. That's um, awesome, dude. He's such a cool. cool kid. He is. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, but I say kid. He's like bigger He's than age. I He's am. Great. My age, like bigger than I am. But um, little whooper snapper, <laughs> little ankle biter. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, me and him were just. We, I actually left hanging out from him, at, like hanging out with him at Collective uh, to come here. Oh no way! Huh. Yeah, should have just told him to come on. We should have. Oh, dude, that I didn't even think so about fun. that. I know. We'll get him on. Yeah. Deal. But uh, he, uh, me and him were talking about identity. Yeah. And uh, it's funny that you say that you like found a lot of identity in mm-hmm. um, being being a fitness like influencer right. or fitness right. coach. And um, it's funny because I was talking to him about the same thing. Like I was really? like, I've been trying to make God more of my identity because like I feel like I used to be like Brenner the gymnast or like right. Brenner the gymnastics coach. Uh-huh. Brenner the the party dude in high school right, or like right. um now it's become like Brenner the tennis coach right. but i but it's been like i want to be or like i want to end up being Brenner the son of god right you know what i mean like absolutely god is my identity and mm-hmm. that's the one thing that i've been extremely struggling with like that it's a new struggle that the holy spirit has brought to my attention yeah um but it's just like I need to make him the forefront of who I am. Yeah. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. And it's cause like That's any awesome other thing, Brenner. well, thank you, sir. Yeah. But yeah. it's just like, I, I feel that the, uh, anything else that I have put my identity in before or have tried to put my identity in, um, or make my own identity yeah. has just been so empty. It yeah. has just run out. Yeah. But like, 
God is a an infinite flow, you know, an infinite river. You know what I right. mean? So it's like it does not change. It does not change. <laughs> but you yeah. know that that software that you're talking about for us to contact you in Midland uh-huh, yeah. is like River something. Riverside. You can yeah. tie it with, oh, with there that go. reference. There you <laughs> go. It's the yeah. Holy Spirit River. Right. Well, right. sorry for that tangent, but uh, no, it's not a tangent at all, man. It's so good because, uh, like I said, I can preach it all day, but when it actually came to test, I struggled. Uh, but I'm on the other side of it. I've gotten some dang good workouts in lately. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyways, fitness. Obviously, if I put my, if we put our, if our, if we put our identity in our careers, that's always going to change, uh, and it will always, you will always be empty doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but God does not change. When God is our identity, when being a, a child of God, a son of God, that will never change. And when we can set that and hook it, man, there is such good fulfillment at the end of that. Um, it's so re- like no. rewarding, beautiful, comforting, just that. Because, you know, us as humans, we, we grow and we change. Now, we may not change drastically, but we do change to some degree. Like, I hated vanilla i hated bluebell ice cream for a time how dare you for a time it's back now <laughs> but that, there was there was there was a time so it's like those are like little changes but it's like god just doesn't change right mm-hmm. so it's like you can give him a big bear hug or an invisible bear hug and you're just like thank you sid yeah, for you toy story quoters <laughs> sid yeah yes anyway, yeah yeah so um you've mentioned all this growth that you've had in the last what is it year six months i don't know whatever the time period is i would say year and a half year and a half okay cool so has have you had a spiritual leader kind of taking you through that growth Hmm. intrigued um i wouldn't say it's been like one specific spiritual leader yeah it's just been um like the uh the situation will pop up here or this person will pop up here yeah, and there yeah. um i will say actually funny enough it, walker has been one uh, of those people and great. has been a Thank huge you, huge one of those people yeah. um just because so when i came out here i was like a little like really nervous and like kind of like i've always been decently outgoing yeah. but uh i don't know i was like really like nervous and almost shy like when i came out here yeah. but walker was I mean, besides like Amy and Michael, um, Walker was like the first person who had actually like engaged in a conversation with me and had asked me something about myself and made me stop and like think to answer. He asked your three questions thing. Yes. Have we played this game? Not on the podcast, but ha! we did. We did in real life. Oh, we did in real yeah. life. Oh, that's right. We did. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. as long as no, I'll totally I back. Forget. Uh, back pack was that the right word back pedal. Back, 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 no piggyback piggyback, piggyback off there of that is. like this world needs more walkers like Agreed. you Ooh. personify the word intentional hmm. every hmm. question you ask somebody every time you engage with somebody there is intent behind it and it's yeah. to get to know them and to glorify god and to bring them closer to god and so awesome for you like the time that we've been here in wichita falls i've met Lots and lots of people through Grace Church, a lot of amazing people through my Bible study. Walker was the first, probably one of the only ones that said, hey, come hang out with me. Come get coffee with me. Like, I want to get to know you better. Yeah. This world needs more of those people because I suck at that. I suck at being intentional. Walker knows how many times have you asked me to do something and I said <laughs> I can't or something like that. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Um, but having somebody like Walker uh, constantly just saying, hey, let's get together, let's get together. It's like I needed that in my life, and that has been awesome to have you, even if it's we haven't got to hang out a whole lot, but it's been so good having you in my life. Uh, yeah. Dude, I second also, so. that, bro. I, you're a blessing, man. Thank you all. You're of welcome. course. Yeah, I'm a words of affirmation, love language kind of guy, yeah. so that's that. I'm blushing well, on the inside. So I'd, oh, I, I would rebuttal back saying something funny or witty, but that would just... That's a that's a default mechanism. So, <laughs> I so, get it. I'm so, the same way. So thank you, bro. Dude, I appreciate absolutely. it. Love you, bro. Air f- foot five. Ugh. Boom. But uh, yeah, dude. I remember specifically you pull. You were looking for a sticky note. And you pull uh-huh. it out and you wrote it down and you like took notes on our conversation. Yep. Like yeah. I remember. First person that I think in my entire <laughs> life has ever done that. And I was like, dude, there's something different about this guy. And then as you were asking me the questions, you're like, how does this relate to like your faith or something? And and there was just like a 
it was almost like I had like a flashback. Like, you know, when you watch movies and like something yeah. happens and they are just have a flashback. Right. I was like, I had almost like a, a flashback to God where mm. it was just like, huh. hmm, like God is still there. God is still yeah. caring about me. Yeah. And like, well, I don't know if this relates. With, wow. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm thankful for you yeah. for sure. But uh, wow. I don't know if this resonates with you guys or, or with any of the listeners, but I feel like God has always spoken to me through people. Mm-hmm. and through like situations and circumstances yeah, like absolutely. like through moments yeah mm-hmm. um and that was one of the if not if not the moment that really knocked like knocked me toward god and right. on to the path of finding him right. again um dude that's awesome yeah that's like, cool <laughs> praise god wow hallelujah wow but yeah He's, God is good, man. God is good. Yes, wow. he is. But, uh, but yeah, so like going out to coffee with you and talking with you and seeing your confidence in God and like how a godly man is supposed to love other people um, and how you bring it into your job is something that I've admired about you incredibly. And I remembered like looking at you and being like, dude, that's how I want to be. You know, yeah. that's that's I remembered like being a kid, like being like, I wanted to be that person. And I was like, I like. I want to be like that, you know, and that's uh, very kind of you. Thank you, dude. Of course. Um, if I wasn't on this podcast, I'd probably cry. Um, <laughs> you yeah. can cry well, if you want. Uh, well, yeah. Well, praise God. Wow. Yeah. I can give you a bear hug, but we're on this couch. Air hug. Air hug. <laughs> I feel the love. Foot man. five. I feel the love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's so cool. I. Uh, yeah. So. If anything, if if you're listening to this, like, be more like Walker. <laughs> be <laughs> no, be, in, be intentional with 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 people. That that can be a life changer for somebody, even if it's inconvenient for you. Like, ask somebody to freaking coffee or or be intentional with your conversations. Just like you, Walker. I hate small talk. I. L- <laughs> Even though you ask me some of the hardest questions that make me dig deep into my brain for it's, answers. It's more entertaining than how's the weather? I know, exactly. <laughs> How does the weather infect your life today? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lightning yeah. storm. What? <clears throat> They're all coughing around here. Um, anyways. Brenda, you're left out. Cough. <clears throat> there, we did it. <laughs> there we go. Um, so real fast, we don't have a whole lot of time left. I don't want to go too much longer. Um, but I... In our in our recording, we talked about a book that you had been reading, and it, I thought it brought up a lot of really cool nuggets. And so I wanted to discuss that just a little bit. Um, what was the name of this book that you were reading? It's called With. With. With who? Right. With God. <laughs> it's just called With. With. Just With. The one word. But you'll never guess who let me borrow the book or showed me the book. Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker. I think God was like pulling on my heart. He's like, show it to Brenner, show it to Brenner. Here you go. But uh, there was a while there where me and Walker were talking about like, like my, what I thought I should do with my life or like this calling that I felt on me where like, um, just to give it brief, brief intro, but it was just, I felt like I, uh, like God (laughs) had put me here, but I also felt like like God has given me these ideas of like where I should sell almost sell everything, like live life like, like Jesus did or live life like John the Baptist where he didn't have much. He just traveled Mm -hmm. and just spread the good news, you know? Um, and I've thought about living like that and I still feel like that may be a calling, uh, but at least like maybe later down the road, but long story short, we were talking about it and, um, he showed me this book. We went out to, it was like Boba. Kung right? Fu Boba. Yes. Oh, it is uh-uh. Brenner. It is our special place. Yes. Is it really? Yeah, yep. dude. Never been there. You got to go, man. Is that the one by Chipotle? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll go. It's good. The, the Boba no will, will change your, your <laughs> coffee chew. Or no, you can get other things besides coffee. Yeah, I've kidding. never had Boba. Dude, life-changing. Is it really? Yeah. It really is. Life-changing, man. For the just, good or for the why bad. Why don't just little bubble things in my coffee? That's what makes it life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> right. It gives your tongue something to do. Yeah. <laughs> pause. Um, <laughs> pause. But, Reverse. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were like talking about it, and, and uh, I was so caught up in um, well, what, what Walker helped me to realize is I was caught up in the, the mission. 
Oh, this is money. Money, when, yes. When you rub your fingers together. Yes. I was caught up in money, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was also caught up in, quote unquote, like the mission, like living for God. Mm-hmm. And so um, in the book, there's, they call it different postures of yeah, life. Postures. Um, and there's like life from God, life for God, life. What are the other two? Under and oh, over. Under and over. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so they're like four common ways that like churches teach or, or oh, okay. Christians understand their walk with God. Yeah. Um, and I fell under the life for posture. Mm-hmm. Ditto. Yeah. Which would you like to explain that? I feel like you could a lot better than I, I can. Okay. I'll try. Um, all the postures have a form of control mm-hmm. when that's why the, the fifth word is with, that's why the book is uh, called with. Okay. So I think, uh, the life, I'm going to butcher it. Life over God. I know that's the agnostic uh, view to, towards like only God science for me. For me, yeah, you're 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 the center of attention. Right. Life from God is, I don't know. Life for or life from or under is either a legalistic perspective or a, or a prosperity gospel. Like mm, yeah. God is a genie type thing. Grant right. me all, and I'll have a successful life. Right, right. The life for God that Brenner and I found ourselves under is we are, it's like, like there's the great commission. We're all called to be, be like Christ, be sanctified via Christ. Um, but the life for God, it's like our lives don't have purpose unless it is for a cause that we think is pointing towards Christ. It may be, but it's like, we only see value in a mission like sense yeah. so that there was an example in the book. It's like a, a girl's g- going to graduate from college with a, uh, a degree in uh, not cardiology, but it's something cardiovascular to yeah. go be a doctor. Like her dream has always been a doctor. Okay, gotcha. um, but then she's torn with, well, God calls us to, to go and make disciples of all nations. So for her to, to drop her dream to just go and be an evangelist, but she doesn't have the gift of evangelism. Is that really what, or like for her, it's like she wants to do what's right in God's eyes. Yeah. But living a life that's right in God's eyes, we're not seeing life through a, um, a eternal perspective. Like we're living in the here and now. So it's kind of like okay. whole free will versus predestination. Right. It's a combo of both. Um, but anywho, if I'm saying it correctly, nod your head, Brenner, that the, the, the posture of living for God is a mission based, which is almost pointing at you right. of how I can fulfill myself mm-hmm. in Christ right. versus being with Christ, and that's all that matters. And wow. another thing that really stood out to me when I read the book is it said that like the life for God posture puts quote unquote the mission in God's place. Yes, like you're pursuing right. the mission yes. over God. Ah. You know, um, Man, and I, I resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, we can all foot five each other. Yeah. There we go. Four godders. <laughs> Unite. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing that the book does, well, it gave an example of, uh, who was it? Was it Paul? Who who was it that, that like got arrested and was um, like in, in prison. prison for a while? Uh, Paul was I, in I prison. I would say Paul. Was it Paul? Yeah. We'll okay. go with Paul. So Paul. He wrote most of the gospels in prison. Yeah. 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 True. But yeah, he was that. never in prison, like freaking out, like, oh, I'm not no. living like how I'm supposed to be. I'm not out doing mm-hmm. God's right, work or right. whatever. He was at peace because he was just with God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is his purpose. Like God is the goal. God right. is the purpose. Right. Um, and that's like, again, to kind of throw it back, that's another reason why we have to make him our part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, because he is the one who instills that purpose in us, right. you know? Um, and, what's cool is like it flips the like the goal being the mission to for to like god being the mission and the reason why you would even go out and do those works Mm -hmm. or live for god is to be closer to god because that's just how he asks us to live um or that's just how we should live as as believers we want to spread that love love, you know and that's just what brings us closer to him it's like the form for christ mentality is it can like for me, it was an obligation to where it's like, I, I, I don't care what I do, God. I just want to please you. Right. And it's, it's, I was either stretching myself 
too thin to where I would have anxiety attacks and all this stuff mm-hmm. to where it's just, it's all about the mission versus yeah. I could be, I could be injured at home and I may not be able to be intentional with people and that would drive me up a wall. Mm-hmm. But it's not about being intentional with people to be quote unquote right in God's eyes. That's not the scenario. I'm just giving an example. Right, right, right. It's just being with God. So I could be injured. I'm like, man, God, this body is so cool. Look at my body healing uh, this like scar that I, or actually, I don't know if scars heal. Wounds heal. That's a <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2 quote if anybody's <laughs> out there. Um, but anywho, and pandas are going extinct. I forgot. Someone told me that the other day. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Uh, but anywho, you know, you're just looking at your body and you're just like, this is so incredible. Thank you, God. Or just like, how do you do this? Show me, God. You know, it's just yeah. it's just the intentional time with him yeah. versus for him. Right. Because for him is selfish. It points to you mm-hmm. versus pointing to God. You cool. think it's pointing to God, but it's not. That's good. So yeah. if you haven't read that book, like myself, I'm going to read that. That's so good. It's called With. Yep. with. We know the name of the app, the author. His last name's hard to pronounce. I'll he will take a picture and send yeah. it to you. And if not, I will take a picture I mean, and send it to you. At this point in, in technology, you can Google book named with and it'll pop up. I'm oh, sure. that's true. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah. We We have that technology. We do for sure. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you all for that knowledge. Do you have anything else you'd like to say before we uh hang up the phone? Um what if we closed with a Bible verse? Yes, I'd love that. that. Love cool. that. I think that would be great. So this is one that has seriously spoken to me a lot. Um, And this kind of goes back to that idea of like where it's not about me or like getting caught up in like money or like being very, having this feeling of (coughs) anxiousness. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is one of the verses that really um, helped me surrender and and trust in God. Um, It's Matthew 6, 25 or 25 through, um, hold on, let's see. Through 33. Through, yeah, through 34. I don't. I won't go that long, but if you want to find one. it, it's uh, Matthew 6 and starts at 25. But the name of it is Do Not Be Anxious, which yeah. I, I like jumped off the page at me. But yeah. anyway, it says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, um, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more valuable or of not a more uh, sorry, are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span, lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God, uh, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Um, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Man. Thus ends the reading of God's word. (laughs) I wrestle with anxiety a lot, and verse 33 and 34, I have meditated on a lot and that brings a lot of peace in my life yeah i love that verse but yeah or that whole last the whole sermon on the mountain that's so good for sure yeah. and last thing i'll say before i'll uh-huh. wrap it up but uh um a verse in there too said like oh you of little faith mm-hmm. um that's one of those things so like you know sometimes you'll be like reading the bible and it's like oh that was personal <laughs> man um so that was one of those things that was just like, yeah. oof, like it hit yeah. me, um, me of little faith. And like one thing that I found really interesting, it was like, believe it or not, this pastor on TikTok, my brother showed me this video. Um, and it was this like pastor on, on TikTok. And he, he said that like he, he read the story of uh, Peter walking out of the boat onto mm-hmm. the water mm-hmm. and um, he looks at God, he's walking on the water and then all of a sudden he gets scared and he looks around and then he starts to sink. Jesus grabs him and he says, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt me? Mm -hmm. And so 
the thing is that I've that this guy said is like the thing that he found amazing about that story is that Peter was the only one who had the big enough faith to get out of the boat. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not about the size of your faith. He looked, he said that he looked up the definition of the word little and and not only does it mean small in size or stature, but it also means, um, of short duration of time. Mm. So maybe Jesus wasn't saying your faith isn't big. Like your faith is small in size. It was short in length. Mm, I love that. You know, so like in duration. Yeah, because yeah. like he huh. he we had faith for a little bit, for a couple seconds, yeah. for a couple steps. Yeah, but then it ran out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I feel like as Christians, we are called to have not only a big faith, but a long duration of faith. Yeah. Dude, I'm glad you shared that because I've I've heard that story a lot, but it's always been the like like the the punch in the the punch in the gut. Yeah. I'm doing that, and I'm like in my sternum right now. <laughs> the down here, the punch in the gut. Anatomy's hard. Yeah, <laughs> science um, is next week. Yeah, uh, but that's cool. I never, yeah, never thought of that. Yeah, that changes things. Yeah, for sure. It was very eye opening for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. But sweet. Thank you for sharing, man. For sure. Thanks for coming back to the podcast, dude. My pleasure, man. Before I move to my new job, I want to get you and Hayden here. Yes, and Walker, and just do a. Uh, a round table discussion about something. I don't know. We'll That'd figure be it out. That's so though. fun. Dude, yeah. Deal. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to make it happen before. Can we, can we dress up as knights? Yes. I'm in. I don't have any of that. Or or Jedi. No. I have a sword. Oh, wait. He's, oh, <laughs> Star no, Wars. I'm is, not going to say that you're not a Star Wars dude. Yeah. All right. I will respect you <laughs> and not kill you at the same time. All right, dude. Thank you so much for coming back on, Walker. Thanks for coming. Thanks, um, Joe. We will Thank see you, you guys again next week on the Progressive Overload podcast. Um, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.